Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Shotgun. Zerg, you, I got a Zerg, and a shotgun, and I'm bringing them home to you. I'm Commander Rainer, and this here's my favorite show in Nexus. This is Core. Yeehaw! Time to show these bastards the door. Oh, yeah, dude. Jim Rayner sticking it out where everyone can see it. I love that guy. He's great. I don't know. Oh, Bo's video went weird. It's back. Bo was so into it, he quit. He was like, I'm out. I did your intro, yep. and I'm done with the show. Work complete. Uh, that was great. That was awesome. Um, Jim Rayner uh, on the tips of people's tongues today. We'll get into all those reasons and, all, uh, and more here coming up. At least I saw something on our Slack that I haven't followed through on but i want to learn more about what's going on with rainer uh but yeah happy uh, Ra- <clears throat> valentine's rainer day everybody it's valentine's day now we've celebrated valentine's day who today by the way tom Merritt informed me today that he is famous for two things uh he was famous for being the patron saint of epilepsy and the patron saint of what was the other one it's like some other uh i can't remember leprosy or something one of the some other horrible thing. It's got nothing to do with love or any of that. 
And he died from decapitation. That was the way he, he went out. So that's why they celebrate the guy. Now you think, well, Scott, what does that have to do with the lovey-dovey pink, you know, cherub shooting an arrow and putting everybody in love mm -hmm. thing? That came way, way later. In fact, some say as late as uh, the uh, very early days of the Hallmark Company and a uh, campaign they did with their cards. So welcome to the capitalist society where none of us knew where Valentine's Day came from. A patron saint of leprosy. Woo! Anyway, let's move on. Uh, so we're celebrating today, which it's fine now. It's a great big cool thing. You, you, you tell your significant other how much you care about them. You give them little gifts and stuff. Sometimes people do chocolate or whatever the stereotypes are. In my case, my wife bought me a bidet, which is super exciting. Uh, that'll be hooked up later tonight. Going to give give it an old once over when I get done romantic with the Romantic evening wait, alone wait. in the bathroom. <laughs> a bidet is the thing that cleans you with water after you're done in the bathroom. Yeah, squirt yeah. you, squirt you in the hooter. That's what it does. That's an incredible Valentine's Day gift. I agree. That is an awesome gift. That is. It's it's probably the best Valentine's <laughs> gift. I've ever heard of. She not I've only ever did heard that, of a better gift. She not only did that, but she ran. She had to run power into that room where there was no outlets because that's the only way it'll work. It, it, it's a warming one, so it, like it'll make water all warm and stuff. And it has all these yeah. buttons and a remote and other things. I've told this whole story on TMS, but for those who didn't hear that, it's a very exciting proposition. There's somebody up there. I can hear him right now. Built uh, installing it. So after the show tonight, it's gonna be great. Can I ask I, you a question? Yeah. Uh, what did you do to prepare? Was there a big meal? Did you go <laughs> anywhere special? Did you, was it Chipotle night? Is uh, there anything you've done uh, in advance in preparation of your Valentine's Day gift? Uh, yes. Two days of jambalaya because it was Fat Tuesday yesterday and Kim made jambalaya for uh, for the Mardi Gras holiday. Yeah. So I've, I've eaten Mardi Gras for dinner yesterday, uh, lunch today. I snacked on it a couple of times because it just happened to be out because that's what you do. You make a giant batch and just like eat it forever. So I've been eating nothing but jambalaya. That bidet does not know what it's in for. I'm stoked. So, yeah, that's Wait, how that's going. You use it after, though, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, so yes, like, Bo. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. You're you're up there in French Canada. You know how this stuff what's, works. What's 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 it pressure tested for? Uh, it's I don't. I, I, I've been told. <laughs> what's his, what's his, what's his uh, combat rating? <laughs> <laughs> I've been told yeah. that I've been told that it's not as strong as like a tooth or like a water pick. You know those things you use to like okay. uh, yeah. do your teeth. I don't, it's not like that. Uh, so I don't think you're gonna get any kind of like laser burns or anything weird, but it's it's you know it's enough to you know it's enough to do, do the deed to get the deal done. As nice. far as well, I know, I, I don't really know. I've never sat on one. This has never happened to me before, so I'm totally stoked. I never. Even... I, I, you've you've now created, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this. A new standard because I am not in a relationship, but I'm gonna be looking for someone. I'm gonna marry <laughs> the first person that buys me a bidet and installs it and is like honey here you go this is marry that woman scott uh, too late i already did too late much too late but yeah it was very nice of her and it's a weird thing to tell people about but hey we did it right here on this heroes of the storm podcast yeah with me scott johnson bo schwartz and john jagger whose names i hadn't said until this moment hey, um, it's relevant it is relevant so so all right so here's how we're going to celebrate i mean i don't know how i'm going to celebrate later but for now we'll celebrate <laughs> <laughs> By uh, having three guys, that's me, you, and you, talk about a video game. All right? There you go. That's the extent of it. 
But in the spirit of the holiday, let's talk about the moment in the game that won us over. What was the moment that that you fell in love with Heroes of the Storm? And I know mine all right off the bat. So I'm just going to tell you, you do with it what you want, and we'll go around the room. It's a fun little exercise we're going to have here, okay? It's not quite as satisfying as a as a nice warm jet of clean water in your hooter, but it's close. So here you go. Uh, for me, the the moment I knew I was in, and this is kind of weird because I'd done the combo plenty of times and I was getting the hang of it and everything was fun and fine, but there was a moment, and I've mentioned this on the show before that the character I was playing when I kind of had my moment was Thrall, but I can tell you the exact moment I had, and it was this. It was a fight where I successfully pulled off the proper combo. At the time, it was all about uh, Second Wind or whatever it's called. What's his E called? I forget now. Wind Fury. Wind Fury. Uh, I'm going to have Second Wind tonight. That's what I meant about that. <laughs> and Wind Fury. Uh, and third Wind. <laughs> so his, bidet, more like Bidet and Night. Am bidet I right? and <laughs> Night and Another Day. Um, so he he did this successful combo, and that, and that final... It was one of those double hit ones after the ta talent. I don't know what that talent looks like. I haven't played Rainer in a while. But it creates two hits from successfully pulling off an E on somebody. So he whips it around and does the wham, wham. And the second wham killed and sent Kerrigan flying 100 feet. The physics, I thought, were incredible. She came high to the camera and then low again and then skeetered off into the, into the gate of the other team. And it was then that I knew that this was going to be a game I was ready to sink time into and fall in love with. Don't ask me why, just something about it. Uh, endorphin kicked off right that second. I don't know what it was, but that second where I could, where I just felt this meaty crunch and, and took out one of the great villains and most complicated villains of Starcraft history and did it with a, with Thrall, the war chief. And he's in his war chief gear. So he's, you know, he's not quite, I'm a hippie guy sitting out in the in the swirling nether guy yet it's he, pre granola phase thrall exactly doesn't have his big pearls yet or any of that i mean he does now but whatever it's just a skin but that feeling of just throwing her across the map and feeling that visceral crunch of just boom and that ding sound you get which is where is that nope that's not it no no that that sound i mean that's isolated but just imagine that and then there's and the players are making sounds like ho ho or whatever like it's an amazing <laughs> it's an amazing feeling and i and for whatever reason that was the click and i felt it and i was good to go from there so that's my moment john this was your fun idea why don't we throw it to you next what do you what's what's your fall in love with the game moment so it's funny because mine's actually a lot like yours i gave heroes a try because it seemed like a cool way to I don't know, this is getting into it a little bit, but back in the day when Diablo 2 first came out, me and a friend just used to always, we got obsessed with that cutscene where Tyrael is fighting the Wanderer and you see his sword go falling off the side. Yeah. And we just became obsessed with this notion that you could get that sword and that you could become Tyrael. We had no reason to believe this, <laughs> except that hey, this is a thing that happened and we're there now, so I want to go find that sword. That sword went uh, somewhere. In your, in your head, it had to be someplace. It doesn't just disappear, right? Yeah, and also, Tyrael is so cool. How could they make a character so cool and not let you play as him? 
Yeah. That was also that boggled our mind. So it was like, well, clearly if they do a Diablo three, Tyrael's gonna just be a character. Uh which also didn't happen, but that's fine. Uh, but Heroes was this promise of like that moment and that idea. Like now's your chance to be Tyrael. Now's your chance to be Diablo if you want to be Diablo. Mm-hmm. Like you can do all these things. You can play all these iconic characters. And that's what got me trying it. But the moment where I was like, oh, this is going to be a game that I play is much like yours. It was a combo mm-hmm. and it was playing Sylvanas and it was having a character run past me and I held down my Q button and did the hit them five times. And then they went running away and I shot my E in the direction they were going and whooshed over to them and shot them five more times. And then I got the satisfying ding and uh, watched their body explode. And I was like, I'm the coolest character in the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. So, so when that happened, I feel like that locked you in on your your mode from then forward. Like you are that guy now who sees a window and assassinates. Like I've seen you do this with but with also also characters that shouldn't be able to do it. Like I've seen you do it with Artanis or I've seen you do it with other tanks where you seem to have an instinct now for go 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 kill 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 bam 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 get out. And you kind of know the timing of it. And it's usually some rad kind of kill. Yeah. And I feel like that was it's like that happened and you went, oh, okay, this is me now. This is what right. I'll do from now on. Yeah. Because usually at the other end of that body flying away yeah. is somebody going, ah, crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good feeling. And I mean, it makes up for all the times that I'm the one on the other end going, ah, crap. Yeah. <laughs> so I just really... I don't know. That was the moment that hooked me. I was like, oh, I get these games. You know, it's it's me versus them and it's mind games and it's all these things that it can possibly be. And and what a cool concept that is. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it was that uh, was that that got me hooked. When John became a MOBA player, um, it was such heady times then. Uh, Bo, well, this I'm, MOBA. Anyway. Bo, <laughs> yeah. Bo, I'm, I'm dying to know yours because. You, unlike John and I, you didn't uh, avoid MOBAs. You were playing League and doing some other stuff and kind of, you know, you already had a sort of a taste for that stuff, but you knew you already sort of, I've heard you say before, you kind of knew this game was going to be your game, but was there a moment for you where you're like, yep, Blizzard delivered what I asked for? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, the moment I could play, the only reason I played other MOBAs was in anticipation for this new Blizzard Heroes All-Stars thing that I I couldn't wait to try. Mm. That's what got me playing the other ones. Mm. But the moment where I really felt like got obsessed, like really like next level obsessed was just spamming Illidan games and AI. And it was honestly like it's two things. I love hunting people globally. So I wanted to practice that muscle memory. There's a sort of almost like playing a violin playing Illidan or something. There's like this sort of music to mm-hmm. it that was mechanically really enticing. And also I got to be honest, like, I couldn't wait to log in and listen to Liam O'Brien. Like oh, yeah. the the voice work literally I would just be like oh like it would make it would release endorphins and make me just feel so powerful listening to the voice work for Illidan and the other MOBAs they had them say lines but nowhere near as awesome as the VO work that's put into the game. I find which is and true. It's still it's, enjoyable on it, a lot of heroes. When you say that's still, I mean, that's always been true. Of Blizzard generally, but it's across across all their games, 
we take it for granted because they're just good at it, and so we just expect it to be good when we play a Blizzard game. But if you go just play any other, you know, competitive multiplayer games, something like Overwatch or something like Heroes, and you hear that VO work and and sound work in general, it's not the same, man. They are a cut no. above. They do they do something special, and it's very hard to put your finger on how they're able to do it. Obviously, the voice actors themselves are a big part of that. But dude, I've heard some game lines from Liam that are terrible. Well, what's the difference? And he'd tell you, he'd say it's it's direction and, and vision. And Bl- Blizzard has such great direction and vision and therefore casting and therefore getting the right people in the right roles. Like, it's a game changer. And I don't mean that ironically. Like, I'm with you 100% it, on that. It's huge. It was the big reason I'm just like, I love playing this game. And the Illidan Ultimate in particular, too. Like, feel the pain of 10,000 years! Like, you're... Like my pants fly off every time he, he, <laughs> he I hear him ultimate. Even when I play as him now, it's it's it's, it's very you know of all the yeah. ultimates, his just resonates. Like I mean, he's always done a phenomenal job of with Illidan and in World of Warcraft and, yeah. and other and places, mechanically. Like, I mean, coming from from the other game, you were pretty happy mechanically, right? Like you did you feel right away like Blizzard was doing good things with their QWER? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, um, oh, like I just, I, I liked all of it, but it was his kit in particular that just seemed like the most challenging puzzle. It's just a fun, it was just, just it still is incredibly fun to play him. Uh, it's just because you're all over the place. You're kind of, you're kind of weak. Like, you're, you know, range characters, you're like, oh, I'm safe over here. Pew, 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 pew. Like, you have that same squishiness, but you kind of don't. You've got these bait tactics, and you're all over the place, and you get carpal tunnel syndrome after playing a couple of matches with them. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. He also, well, and I think you know. it stands out for Bo, too, because if you've ever watched Bo stream heroes, you will notice one thing. He keeps the sound at a pretty reasonable level for his stream, so you can hear Bo if he wants to say something. But voice lines are cranked. Mm. Oh, they are. Yeah. Plays with his yeah. Oh, I, you noticed that. That's so cool. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So my master volume is, is at about 17%, mm-hmm. um, which is really low. But I crank like the, the monitor I have here. Mm-hmm. And then I keep the, the music at about 20%. I keep the sounds at about 30%. And all dialogue, 100%. <laughs> Oh, and I do this in all of my games. Literally, whenever I start up a game, like I'm just I want if it's got good VO work, I want to like listen to that work because it's what sells me on the fantasy, like eighty to ninety percent. I mean, the graphics matter and all that stuff too. It's just it's what I like the best from from oh, Bo, my game experience. Uh, Liam there. would love to hear all this. We should you should I should, I should tell him us because he. I yeah. mean, those guys get they're unsung heroes of heroes like they all really the voice kill. works good but there's something there's just like a magic intersection of liam's work the way illidan plays mechanically and just the character of illidan like everyone's got these tricks and illidan's just this guy with no shirt on and no shoes and he's blind <laughs> and he's just like he's got these ridiculous knives that nobody in their right mind would ever fight with right and and so he's he's like basically um like of a hobo, they put a hobo in the game. Yeah, uh, that's that's Illidan. Like, I mean, I know demon hunters are cool and everything, but literally, like, Rainer's got a suit of armor. <laughs> Li Ming's got like fancy clothes and magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just like whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's, he's not, not too bothered. That stick way. away from a hobo. That is true. Yeah. He also he has the worst pants in all of Warcraft history. I'm gonna go ahead and put that out. Those are bad pants. 
but also, uh, I think it should be said that one of the things you'll notice in the world of MOBAs in general, and even other games, the influence is really, really strong with Illidan. Every game, I swear, that you get on mobile has got a guy with two big, big blades like that. Or every other MOBA's got a character that's based on him. Now, I know the original Dota, which was a mod for Warcraft 3, was quite literally Illidan's model. And people are just sort of continuing that on in the same way they did with the, not the Butcher, but with uh, Stitches and so on. So I know that that's a thing, but his influence is far and wide, man. Like, well, actually, Blizzard art is generally everywhere. I don't know if you guys have looked at an app store lately, but good lord, this, yeah, that's I, I depend on you for the uh, Blizzard ripoff report. I'm it's so bad, <laughs> and I can't help I can't help but screen cap that stuff and show everybody because it's yeah. so blatant to me. Like sometimes I swear it's just like there was one of Chen I saw the other day. That I didn't capture this one, but it's just it's straight up Chen. It's a panda with Chen's thing, the stick with the little bottle on the end, a big barrel in his arm. And his name in the game was something like Ping Ding Dong or some other name. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <It was> yeah, <laughs> no. Like, if it was like a couple of 15-year-olds who just excelled and made, you know, they don't understand the way these things work and did a right. project. And, you know, you'd be like, okay, I get it. But these are like grown-ass adults. Like, no, yeah. They're, entire, like, they're huge companies like, in Asia that are like, they just don't have our copyright laws, so they don't care. No one's going to notice. And Blizzard must be, on the one hand... Blizzard likes to protect their own IPs, but I'm sure on the other hand, Blizzard in some way has to be complimented by the fact that their their style and their approach to everything they've made has informed multiple generations of artists and people and designers and game makers, and there's a reason they all look like Blizzard art. It's because they set the standard and everybody kind of copied it. And it's not it's not just Asia. There's plenty of games over here. A game I really like, Battle Bright or Battle Right. Battle Bright. Battle Bright. You know, Battle Bright. Get it when you're a kid. It's like 80s yeah. commercial. Uh, like, what was the name of that thing? With the... Turn on the magical shining Battle Bright. <laughs> Isn't it a, a light bright? Yeah, or... light bright. Light bright. Making things with light. Light bright. Anyway, uh, that game is awesome in its own way. It has its own thing. It's super cool. I don't, I, 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 the gameplay wise, I think it kind of stands in its own little space. But aesthetically, it's like a bunch of WoW designers did it. So, or not WoW, but Blizzard designers. And so that's kind of true across the board. Even those even those who are doing all this stuff legally and they're not copying characters, that style that permeates the industry is like undeniably Blizzard, which is so cool. So anyway. I mean, all, after all, all these hell. years, WoW still looks amazing. There's still times I see things in WoW and just go, oh my gosh, that looks incredible. Yep. And what other game from that time period can you say that about? Now, Granted, yes, things change. They have gotten better. It's not like we're looking at vanilla textures and still going, wow. But um, <laughs> like in general, most games from that era, even if they're being updated, don't look that good. No, it's 04, man. I, I don't know if you guys have looked at the also frequently updated uh, EverQuest 2. It looks like three dead mannequins and a monkey. It's awful. It's terrible looking. I don't know what I don't know what the mannequins are. The monkey Would you ever. say Ed mannequins? No, three dead mannequins. Ed mannequins. Oh. <laughs> three mannequins named Ed walk into a bar. No, but it's it's like... really ugly, and it doesn't hold up. At the time, it was kind of cutting edge and realistic. It doesn't hold up over time. Their stylized approach to this stuff, it's just unbelievable. And I know they. I have to know that they feel that. They have to sense that. 
because everything out there feels like a ripoff of their stuff, including competition for Heroes of the Storm. Look, it's great, man. Riot fans, you you got your game. It's doing great. 100 million players. Well done. Uh, Arena or Legends Arena or whatever the hell it's called, the mobile thing that's bigger than anything uh, that Tencent owns. Well done. Good job. But all your games look like Blizzard drew pictures and you stole them. That's just how it looks. So uh, hats off to Blizzard. But not really because I need my headphones to stay on, so I'm not taking my hat off. Good call. All right. Let's move on. Uh, let's talk about that free legendary loot box. I didn't open mine yet because I'm going to do it tonight on the stream. But um, And Bo, you've already got like nine, so you probably just add it to your collection. Yeah, I now have 11 legendary loot box. I'm going to say a quick public service announcement right up front about this. Uh, Please remember that it costs an obscene amount of gold to re-roll these things. Mm -hmm. So uh, I thought I had enough. I looked, I was like, I got like 3,000 gold. I'll be good. And I could only re-roll it twice. So what's the uh, scale? Is it 500... 1,000, 2,000? I think it's even more than that. I think 750, 1,500, and then... Uh, 2,000-something, uh, I think? Yeah, something in that range. Wow. It's expensive. Like, too much, mm-hmm. honestly. It's it's a lot of gold. I was like, yay, I unlocked the ability to remove all the gold from my account. I did it, you guys. Yeah. I'm broke. Yeah, well done. So did you do that? Did you max that one out just to get the best out of it? No, because I couldn't afford the best thing, oh. so I did it. I lost all my gold in the gain of 400 shards. Oh, that makes, that's <laughs> it gross. didn't feel great. No, it doesn't. Well, I mean, here's what should feel great. They put up on the blog the reason why you're getting this. They said that uh, you should get it because of all the goofy stuff that's been going on with the ranked uh, system. And since that thing's still not worked out and still not technically in the place they want it to be, they're like, yo, check it out troubled ranking system in this season how about a free uh legendary loot box where you're guaranteed at least a legendary in john's case a bucket of shards <laughs> yeah in my case we uh we took away all your gold and i mean it's 400 shards. shards you wouldn't have had you yeah know, uh-huh. it's fine. sure yeah I, sure yeah. and i i did i was gonna do the rank games anyway so it's not like it was for nothing but I still maintain that this supports my point that legendary loot boxes and legendary items in loot boxes don't feel quite good enough. I uh, I agree. Even though, even though, I mean, it may actually maybe just be having a problem with loot boxes in general because the only way to make them feel better is for you to get things, right? But then, right. but then they're skewing it in favor of you getting things, which means it's not a true random loot box. Then, like, there's a lot of. There's a lot of complicated <clears throat> mental things, uh, psychological things about loot boxes that we've talked about before. Some we have, some we haven't. But the fact that you didn't get something super cool in there is your primary reason it didn't feel good. And if I get something rad tonight, it's going to be the reason I feel great about that free loot box. I wouldn't have had it otherwise. But at least in Heroes, we can throw money at it. And money by money, I mean in-game gold. Now, you didn't have enough I... to do anything. I barely but... have enough. Some stuff on launch, if you're really hyper for it, you can buy it. Yeah. Like I bought all the Mecha Battlestorm stuff. Yeah. yeah. No loot boxes for me. Just give, give me, give me, give me. Yeah. So, you know, if you really want something, chances are you can get it. I think the seasonal stuff you can't though, right? No. Oh, no, well, there's a you bundle. You can usually there's buy a bundle. bundle. The problem yeah. is, is that there's no way to do it piecemeal. Blizzard has a very all or nothing approach to how they release this content. If you want the Mecha Storm, they did a little better because you could do it by character with that. 
But like, for example, holidays, it's like, well, you better want all the iterations of the holiday because you either buy it or you hope for loot boxes or shards in that time window. Um, I think for me, the only thing that would need to be done for legendary is just either do some sort of duplicate protection on legendary only. Mm -hmm. I don't care about the rest. That's fine. Or if you are going to reward shards for getting a legendary at the legendary level, it should give you enough to buy a legendary skin. Oh, that's a good uh, idea. Because it's not even half. Like in, in Overwatch, you get half the cost of a legendary if you get a duplicate. Yeah. Here, it's not even half the cost. because It's a quarter, get, right? It's yeah. a quarter to uh, four, a sixth, eight, depending on... It's a third, yeah, it's between like a third and a quarter, I think. Yeah, there's two prices. If it's 1600 that makes it a quarter. If it's 2400 I'm just getting my calculator out here. Let us see. 2400 divided by 400 is six yeah mm. it's a six mm. so here's the here's the problem that they have though like with overwatch their ratio of skins to character uh total is much higher meaning they have way more skins per character per capita <laughs> than heroes does because heroes what are we at now 100 characters or something close right 70 80 90 We're whatever close. whatever we are i don't, I don't know. know that's a lot that's almost four times three times at least the number of heroes in in uh in overwatch they'll be adding more soon of course but they're not adding them at the rate heroes is so what that means is to to get enough content in there to say well we've got tons and tons of legendaries for every character is a much uh harder thing for them to accomplish and so i think the reason they don't give you enough gold or even half enough gold or shards rather to go buy a legendary if you don't roll one you want um is because they just don't have the right ratio right now like in overwatch they give you half because they got the right ratio they got a ton of skins for only 25 characters this is a game with well more than that and 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 if we just keep buying them with shards then that means anytime anyone buys a legendary box through the system of getting a guaranteed legendary box uh even though that's a bunch of real money and i don't know why you'd do that but if they did that means that even if they never got a legendary, they'd always have enough shards to go get a legendary. And maybe that's still, and I agree with you, still would be cool. That would be great. It's like the consolation prize if you don't roll something cool, but they run out of stuff too quick is what I think they is happening. Yeah, I think I think it, every as if you have five things on your wish list. Yeah. If you can get those like no matter what legendary, the first five times you hit a legendary, your thirst goes down. Yeah. yeah. Thirst is important for free to play person. You have to be like, damn it, I got the green Diablo skin and I wanted the red one. <laughs> Crap. Gotta yeah. keep opening loot boxes. In a way they have yeah. to they have to balance that the way they balance the game. By saying, I understand yeah. that. I just think that like with how rare a legendary box is, mm -hmm. because you don't get them all the time. Um in this case you're guaranteed it is specifically one they're giving away, but if you're thinking about just the ones you buy from the store, how often you get a legendary in it, it's not that often. And I would say most of the time it feels bad. Right. And when it feels bad, then you start, your brain goes into conspiracy mode. It's like, this system's against me. I don't think the computer's working right. I think this one free loot box, as nice as it was for them to give us, I think they've skewed the numbers in favor of the house so that we don't actually get something too cool because they don't want to give stuff away for free. I'm not saying any of that is true. In fact, I... I'm almost 100% sure it's not. I can never be 100% sure, I guess. But that's what has, starts happening to players if they're not getting good stuff. Because then they start thinking it's balanced against them and not just purely random. 
So that's why I'm actually for this idea that China has enforced them to do. It's they can't just have loot boxes over there. They have to show what is it? The percentage of chance yeah. to get everything like they have to show the math. I would like it if they showed the math to be yeah. honest, because I, I I'm fine with it being random and hard. Um, that's how I like my men, but <laughs> <laughs> wait, I, I had a moment there where I was going to jump in. And I was like, no, I'll leave that. Alone. Yeah. You'll let that one sit. <laughs> sure. Podcast. Scott yeah. Took it himself. Yeah. You can let, that, like... <laughs> let that one sit there. I'll sully this up for the three uh, sorry, of us. Sorry. Sorry. But, but you uh, know I'll what I mean? Sure, like, I'll be sure to catch the next uh, one, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, like, what do I mean? What was I saying? The point. I don't know. Was- but let me let me pick up from there. Hang on, while you collect your thoughts, because I have an <laughs> anecdotal experience. I have an anecdotal story, because I I maintain a balance of loot boxes. Yeah. Right. I'm never out of loot boxes, so I always right. have. An, You're the an person we scratch. buy them from, is my current theory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Loot box tycoon on Steam <laughs> or Blizzard app, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the um, the way my behavior has been is if I'm feeling like oh it's loot box time. I will open loot boxes and re-roll as much as I can until I hit a legendary, mm. possibly a string of epics, and then I'll stop. I'm sated. Now, when I open the 400 shards, I'm definitely like, well, I got my legendary, so I kind of feel okay, but I kind of feel poopy. But if I get a tint of a skin I wasn't really thinking about, like um, the other day I got the, you know, the uh, the, the motorbike. I got a different shade of, of Garrosh motorcycle, Mad, yeah. Mad Axe. Yeah. Mm-hmm the mad axe cycle i was like okay like not something i wanted not displeased with it i feel like i feel sated the dope the dopamine the triggers went off and i was like okay i got a legendary so your moderation is actually your moderation is actually a lesson then maybe for players like i mean we can't prescribe the perfect way for everybody to do this but I think I like, I mean, I'm, I'm well, I, I opened everything I had, so I'm well beyond where you're at. You've got your savings, <clears throat> but I was just spend, 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 but you know, open my box, open my box, open my box. I don't want to have any boxes just sitting there, but maybe your method's a good one. Like you're, you're creating your 2. own 0, satisfaction. I've, I've put down some money for this game. Uh, that's not inconsiderable. Like I'm not trying to paint that I'm a free to play player, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. I, right, right I've right. had. You know, like I do have, I do feel like I have options to buy things if I really want it, which is actually kind of nice. Yeah. I just feel like it doesn't feel that way. <laughs> right. You know, we think about the loot box system a little bit. That sure. makes sense. Sure, sure. Well, loot, what are you going to do? Uh, but I will say that uh, the rank system was goofed, and I really hope they get things implemented soon. My desire to play solo ranked is absolutely backburnered until that's fixed. I don't even yeah. care about it until they fix it. Uh, uh, team... side, side note uh, 76 heroes in the game sorry oh okay thank you i knew it was something in that range uh but but i'm not doing that until that's fixed and in there i'm happy to play team league because that's a different kind of experience in ranked and and i don't think it it's not really affecting that these problems aren't really affecting how we do in there necessarily um but for me to be solo rank play which i had fully planned on doing when this new system was all implemented that is gonna that is on hold until they're done with figuring that yeah. out for me it is i'm in the i'm in the same boat and even in our team league i've run into some weird things we've seen some weird things that we can't necessarily explain we've had times where i've gotten dinged um more on performance than 
Kyle, which doesn't make sense because technically my MMR is lower than his. Mm -hmm. So you would think I would get a boost and he would get a hit, but Mm -hmm. it works the other way around. So we've seen some oddness even in Team League, but I think the nice thing in Team League is you're playing with your friends, you're having a good time, so who cares? Right. I think when you're playing by yourself, you kind of get more in this mode of maybe even a little more competitive, and so you want it to feel like it's working correctly at that point. And I, I think that's where... I've been a little too worried to dive in. Uh, speaking of those changes, when they implemented voice chat, this just occurred to me. I don't think I've been in a game yet where a rando has talked. It's not in yet. Oh, I thought it was in. No, they tested it on the PTR, but they haven't. Oh, I got that confused. Yet. I thought that was in already. So when's that? We don't know when that comes in. Uh, it's said. in the it's in the client, but not released. Okay. Sound right? Well, that explains why I don't hear anybody talking. It's not in there. <laughs> Yeah. When did um when did 2.0 launch again? Was it last year, April? Are we going on a year? Yeah, was, almost. Yeah, it'll I'm be just April. sort of doing so. I'm going through my order history here when I picked up gems here and there or whatever, and I'd say in the past year since 2.0 launched, I know I've put down somewhere between 200 to 300 dollars potentially. Mm. I just I want yeah maybe about two two to 250 Canadian, so let's say 200 American. That's about. I don't know if at. that's good. <laughs> like that's like two point five triple A titles or three uh, potentially. So yeah, but look at that quadruple. Can't be that bad. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, you have to look at it like. And let's be honest. I got some free stuff from the Blizzard community team, and I still spent two hundred dollars. Yeah. So yeah, what kinda... if someone didn't get it? I mean, I, I, if you're really passionate about this game. I don't know. Like, why don't they brag about this stuff at uh, like earnings calls and stuff? Well, that's the big conspiracy theory is that's I what know. gets people saying maybe they're not making that much money because they don't talk about it. But I, I don't think that that is mutually exclusive. I don't think it's we didn't talk about it. Therefore, we're not making money. I think it could be a case of, well, look at what Overwatch did. And why are we going to talk about this number by comparison? Yeah, but also their concurrent player numbers, they weren't specific about what games those were in anyway. Like they they didn't, this was a combined Activision call anyway. So when they, they talked about concurrent people online, they were lumping Destiny 2, uh, Call of Duty's newest release, previous Call of Duty titles, previous Destiny 1 players, all of Blizzard's online players, and they were looping them all together and not breaking them out. I don't know why. I mean, if the, it seems like the number was super high, they might want to do that. But as we know, like in WoW, they don't, they're never going to tell us numbers of uh, population numbers anymore because that was just this up and down road that never led anywhere. So, I mean, the problem with not... I think I know the benefits of not saying it because it just kind of makes a clear picture for investors. But saying it would at least stop the conspiratorial thinking that you know, heroes is in trouble or something. Right. I mean, from and all, that's what we, you know. that's what we talked about last week. And my point was not, I thought it was in trouble so much as I feel like the perception is that it's in trouble. Right. And that's a dangerous perception to have because that does inform players decisions around it and how other people view it. But I, I don't think it's necessarily true. But that perception is only from the point of view that, that they're not talking about it openly numbers wise from every other indicator they're like new hero new news new thing reworks uh here's a bunch of videos we made hey check out this mecha short video we made that makes you want a whole series like new skins new this new that new characters like they're constantly putting out new stuff 
and they're constantly hyped about it and they've got HTC going and they've got Heroes of the Dorm. Like they clearly, like it's the only place you don't see the hype is at the earnings call. That's it. Yeah. So I hate that that's the one pivot point for everybody, you know, for me and, too. And, Kota- and Kotaku. Well, Kotaku is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I just like picking on Kotaku. Kotaku. Here, what do we call it here, John? We call it Kotaku here, don't we? Yeah. In, in Japan, they probably call it something totally different. I don't know. Is it even a yeah, Japanese but, word? I, I don't know. In Canada, they hire skeletons or something. So <laughs> Skeletal. Did uh, I say it wrong? Is it Kotaku? I think it's yeah, Kotaku. It's Kotaku. And you said, I, don't, I never said it out loud before, except when we're recording live. <laughs> it's fine. It's totally fine. But, I just no, like I mean, it. that that anime trailer, that got a ton of attention. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's just the thing is like the best thing they can do is just make the best game they can just do their own thing. I mean, uh, what's his name? The guy who made the movie about the lady hooking up with the fish. Oh. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, he tweeted about the friggin' anime trailer for Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, he's into um, it. Like, that's the kind of stuff that gets attention, and I don't think they planned it. I don't. I didn't think they put that out there, and they're like, we're going to get Guillermo. This will be the thing. Right. Um, so I, I think it's just... Just keep doing the best you can. Do the things you're excited for, and the movie about the lady, the lady getting with the fish. I like your yeah. description of that. That Oscar that. nominated film. The sh- what is it? The Shape of Water. Shape of Water, or the Taste yeah. of. Uh, wait, wait, no, yeah, you're right. The Shape of Water. I would have called it. I love fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that guy in it who's in the Star Trek Discovery show. It plays that alien uh, first uh, officer guy. Um, Big tall, the guy that always plays the fish guys in, in Del, Del Toro movies. He was <laughs> Is he the fish. He's Abe Sapien. He was the fish in this. He's the. I thought Kramer, not Kramer. Yeah, wait. Kramer's brother Frazier's Niles. Bro- I thought Fraser's brother was the fish. He was the voice of the fish, but not oh, the body of the, the fish. Body. Yeah, the body of the fish was Doug Jones. Is his name, and he's awesome. That's a good gig. Oh, I do so the good. voice of the fish. I didn't have to spend hours in makeup. I didn't have to hang out in a tank of water. Yep. I just got to go be Niles Crane for a little while. Exactly. Uh, it's Discovery's really good. You guys should watch it. All right. Um, what else? Uh, that's it uh, for that. Quick, quick, quick yeah. side before we move on. Hang on. Just because we're talking about movies. Can we get a StarCraft movie? Okay. Uh, right Thank now, you. please. That'd be great. Yes. Thanks. Like, that's the most... <laughs> you know what? That is the, that's the, the IP that I think... Did, like, okay, great. They made a Warcraft movie. That's great. Uh, it, you know, a lot of people liked it. Some people really didn't like it. It didn't do great at box office. All that stuff's true. That my choice would have been StarCraft, and I know that that's Me not too. that's not the IP that's like the hot thing or anything. But how cool! And, and Disney's making Star Wars movies, dude. How many? How much of an executive's arm do you have to twist to be like, hey, you want in on some of that Star Wars movie? I got StarCraft here for you. Yeah, <laughs> come on. I would love that whole story. I want those characters and that. That world, you don't have to dink around with how far back do we go like they had to do with Warcraft. It's like, well, we'll go back to Warcraft 2, and uh, then we can press forward and see what happens with sequels. No, no, no. You can just go straight to the Jim Rayner. Kerrigan gets taken by yeah, the Zerg. there's not like 5,000 characters that he's like, let's do a movie about World of Warcraft. Yeah. Like, like, think about how much is involved in that. Where the Starcraft, the main kind of thrust of the story distilled into something pretty simple and digestible for a couple films i agree it's got such an easy pitch uh space hillbillies (laughs) in mech suits 
fight aliens and other aliens. <laughs> right. One of the aliens are super proud, up, upward uh, yellow dudes, and the other guys are a bunch of bugs. Go. And, and then when Jeffrey in the back raises his hand and is like, well... <laughs> but does it have anything that we can market to the Star Wars crowd? Yeah, one of those aliens have lightsabers that shoot out of their wrists. It's awesome. Yeah, he's great. And then Jeffrey's quiet and is all about it after that. Yeah, then Jeffrey's all in. Here's the other thing I was going to mention about uh, the guy with the, uh, Zeratul for a second. Uh, Zeratul, the voice of Zeratul, which is maybe one of the coolest VOs in all of StarCraft and Heroes history, as far as I'm concerned. Really cool voice. That guy was the voice of the villain. Oh, no, wait, was it the villain? Uh, I'm conflating it, I think. I think it's still him. Anyway, we watched this horrible movie for FilmSat called Meltdown. Mm. It's a Hong Kong movie that's actually called High Risk, but they changed it to Meltdown for U.S. audiences. And the VO, like, dub on that thing, ridiculous. The stupidest thing you've ever heard. (laughs) But this one guy had this faint, sounding reminding us of some voice blizzardy voice we looked it up straight up zeratul in that movie so if you see jet lee's meltdown on netflix listen very carefully because at some point zeratul is in there you might hear soup dash salak <laughs> it's not his best work let me just say that it became <laughs> obvious when he started calling everybody friend raynor <laughs> <laughs> oh i freaking love him i don't love him in the game but i love him in general but yes please also, uh, blizzard i know it's not a good casting necessarily like physical wise but can we get walton goggins to play tychus Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> he would look like a little pea in the suit. <laughs> He'd be in a suit. They can CGI it. They can CGI him into a muscle man. They can stunt. They can do this. I don't know. I'm thinking more like you need um hmm. Actually, we should cast this movie. Let's think here for a second. Who's your guy? I do want Walton Goggins in it, because I want him in everything, basically. Is, is he Matt is he Matt Horner? Him. He's a little old for Matt Horner. No, not Matt Horner. I he would just be like some like just some scrub some straight on the legs. ship. Yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. Young, young Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, He's always got a clipboard. Yeah, and he can die before the movie's over. That's fine. Stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, he gets killed by a Zerg for sure. But, like, somebody to match Brainer's swagger. I don't know who this, I don't know who it is. It's somebody. I know there's I an mean, actor. There's got to be. Ron Perlman's getting thrown out there as Tychus. Yeah, and Ron Perlman, he- maybe. Actually, you know what? Let's just replace him with the new Ron Perlman replacement, the guy that's going to be the new Hellboy, the guy from uh, Stranger Things, or the sheriff. Oh, yeah. There. Just yeah. put him in Tychus's thing. Any role we would use Ron Perlman. Yeah. Oh, you know, you, you shave all his hair off, and I think, yeah, you got you got a match. Yeah, no, the he's... chat says, Snoop Dogg is out <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Snoop Dogg Abathur is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that wins. Oh, and I forgot about Abathur and all We're these. We're not going to do any better than that. That's really good. That's really good. Oh, do we know any good Russian actors for Stukov? Uh, Your favorite? Oh, wait, here's Snoop trying out for the role. Smoke weed every day. Okay, great. Anyway, who, who'd you say for Stukov? For St- I don't know. Do you know any good Russian actors? For I got Stukov? one. I got yeah. one. I got one. Yeah. Um, It's the guy. Have you guys seen Altered Carbon yet? No, no, um, bits. All right, a you've seen episodes. you've seen BSG, Battlestar Galactica, the new one, right? The new or the one yeah, that's yeah. the reboot. Uh, yeah. The guy that played Hilo, who's also in this altered oh, carbon yeah. thing, 
he he's uh I don't know what descent he is, but I think he's actually using his natural accent in this in altered carbon, but he's kinda like a Eastern European Russian gulag sounding roughneck tough guy. He would okay. be he would be a fine Stukov. Put he would him be in a there. good Stukov. Yeah. And that's yeah, we most- could get um we get Starbuck in there for Kerrigan. Yeah, no, totally. Actually, no, don't get her. I was going to say, you literally have the voice of Kerrigan if we're going to recruit from Battlestar Isn't she a, bit, she a bit old, though? Not really. Girl. She'd be okay. I mean, how how old do you, how old does Kerrigan need to be? She's already over-sexualized. She seems, could, she seems useful. But yeah, the, I guess so. She okay. seems useful. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, Sarah Kerrigan. Like, no, I know. In the early ghost days, she seems, you know... Not like a, I don't know what it means when you say she seems useful. They probably get a, you know a younger actress, I think, to play to play Sarah Kerrigan. So we got to tell story from the start, probably. But you're, yeah, but John's uh, right. What's her name's in that? But she is like in her forties now. I don't know if they. I mean, this is Hollywood after all. I'd um, be totally for them like doing complete perfect VO work and having Sarah Kerrigan's voice in there. Yeah, she's good at it. What's her name? I can't think of her name all of a sudden. Uh, Trisha Helfer. Helfer. Trisha Helford. Or just her. Trisha Helfer. And all the Protoss. We have all the actors. We can get. Uh, we can get uh, the the guy who's famous for Meltdown too to be Zeratul. We got John Delancey. <laughs> Azalarak. Yeah. Yeah. And whoever knows Artanis. If you put John Delancey in a in a freaking Artanis CGI, like, oh dude, I'd eat but that up. Here's the thing. It. I want you to picture I want you to picture um Alarak, right? Yeah. Just picture him normal exactly as he looks. Now imagine instead of Alarak's face, it's John Delancey's face <laughs> just right there. <laughs> Just paint it to be the color of Alarak. I kind of like that, too, for no good reason. And he's um, doing his big overacting cue th- stuff. Who's the main bad guy? The da- the the dad of the son who's the ch- Mengsk, uh, Mengsk. Arturus Mengsk. He, he needs to be... Uh, oh, there's got to be a good name for that. Some crust... Oh, I got it. It's... Uh, oh, shoot. Uh, he's in a lot of British movies because he's, he's British. But he's uh, plays a mobster a lot. He's a big, big dude. Shoot. I can't think of his You're name. You're talking about, uh, it's not Ray Winstone. Yes, Ray Winstone is the guy I'm thinking of. He's your Arturus Manx. That's the guy. Yeah, okay. I like it. Let's do it. Yeah, he could get up there and go, I believe. Oh, that's literally who I who, who I thought you were talking about. Is it? He's great at yeah. that kind of stuff. It was just being a big, gnarly, mean piece of poop. He'd also be a good Tychus if you were running out of ideas. Anyway, there's lots of opportunity here. Who's playing Probius? <laughs> I saw it suggested for someone else, but Alan uh, Tudyk will do the voice of Probius. Okay, Alan Tudyk, perfect. Beep, 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 beep. That'll be it. Our favorite robot man. Yeah. I did not kill her. What's that from? I Robot. That was him. I Robot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was the voice of the robot in that. He was the he guy. Was. I hear when he puts his fist down. I go. I did not kill her. He says. Remember that? Yeah. Let me get Idris Elba for Tosh. Oh, that's a good idea. Pretty sweet. I mean, he already kind of looks the part in Thor. Yeah, I agree. You know, he's got the dreads and everything. Just slap space armor on him and we're good to go. He looks cool, Tosh. like cyber eyes and stuff. Who? Okay, Nova. Let's get Nova in here. Who's, who are we doing for Nova? Um, I can't I think of a Nova either. 
uh, yeah. I don't know. I got it. I got it. It's the the girl they. Oh, they, um, what? A, the okay. the girl they're tapping for. Um, that's the wrong word. The girl they've hired to play Lara Croft in the new uh, Tomb Raider movie. Uh, oh, Alicia Vikander. Yeah, she'd be just Is get that blonde. Her, that's her name, right? Yeah, that's in the chat. I yeah. read it. Blonder, so. blonde hair. Get her all blonde, and she's she's your she's your Nova. She'd be. Great. I'm. I, she can be in everything, as far as I'm. Yeah, concerned. I agree. It kind of have a. Kind of have a wish she was in every movie kind of thing going with her. That sounds creepier than it is. I just think she's really good. Mm-hmm. That's all. She has a weird I think neck. She's good. Though. She's good. I haven't seen a movie that I have not liked with her in it. Have so. you seen the neck? She's got a weird neck though. Or is it just that poster and they photoshopped it bad or something? It's anyway, probably the poster. <laughs> anyway, there you go. We've done it. We have cast everybody. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, let us know when you've got some time because you're. I think that's the only one we actually landed on. <laughs> in agreement i think everything else still a mystery but at least we all know who's gonna play uh what's his name who does the voice of megatron in the old cartoons what's his name frank, frank welker. welker frank welker should be um oh, i can't think of his name all of a sudden global uh freaking one arms missing what's his name the zerg guy stukov to no no the other one that you always play he's a tank he's a oh dehaka dehaka jeez i couldn't think of it <laughs> He would be a good Dahaka because he could do that crazy, weird, crusty thing he does for voices and talk about needing essence and all that stuff. That would work. Yeah. Anyway, this has been a fun. This has been a fun walk down. Hey, as you guys can tell, there might be a little less news this week than we were used oh. to getting. By the way, too, because there's, there'll be lots of Marines, we're going to need a few cameos. Yeah. Uh, I think the Trailer Park Boys should make an appearance <laughs> as just random Marines, like some comic relief in there okay. just for a few seconds. Do you want them yeah. hidden? Oh, you want them to there's, actually... There's one, there's one Marine holding a, a Coke and holding his gun in the other end. <laughs> He's trying to get the other two to go. They're like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Is one of them doing this? And one of them, yes, the, the visor goes. It's, he's looking around with the visor down. And he can't see anything, and the visor comes up. He sees giant eyeballs. Oh, I love it! All right, you've cast, you've you've got the Canadian contingent in there. Well done. We got rappers. We got Canadians. We're done. <laughs> oh, and Snoop Dogg and Trailer Park Boys know each other. This yeah, they did. They hang out. They did a whole thing in season six or whatever it was. Uh, right. all right. Hey, Maev. Uh, we all thought it was coming. It happened real fast. She got nerfed already. Uh, no more passive armor. She got damaged nerfs, and she got some talent tweaks. Anything of note there uh, on my We, we kind of saw it coming, right? Like last week, you were like, yeah, something's up with her. She's too strong. I think the biggest thing is probably the armor, because that's a complete removal of a thing, and it also tied into a level 16 talent uh, where she did bonus damage based on how much over a certain amount of armor she had, and so it ended up tweaking both of those things. So I I don't know. I haven't played that much of her since the change, so I don't know how she feels. Um, But I thought she felt actually a little squishy, to be honest, at Mm. first. Mm. So my guess is right now in my not very experienced state with her, I bet she feels really squishy now. So that's probably where I'm at. Man. So her win rate is like crazy right now. Is that right? It, it looks, was. It sounds like the dev comments say obliterating her foes. I got to be honest with you. I've played some more with her. I, I feel like I'm out in the cold. Like everyone's, I'm, it's winter. I have no winter jacket. There's a house and there's a window and everyone's inside eating 
lovely dinner and i'm I'm like i can't play her i don't i don't win games with her what she was at 60 percent now looking just pulling up hot slugs really quick she's listed at 57 percent. but the patch was just yesterday right so we don't have much data uh i think yeah. it was a little further back than yesterday oh was it actually. was it hot was it like a hot fix or a or a outside of the normal uh, had it up for a second there should be a date night. on it oh February the ninth. okay it was a while ago then a few days ago that last so no. she's still doing well i will say i had a game where everything clicked where we had the right level of zone control i was able to spam my attacks properly and she felt absolutely broken in that instant but i have not had that experience in every game with her where i've played as her okay i think that's the biggest problem is that I feel like when she's on fire, she can be really on fire. And when she's not, she doesn't even feel that good. So. All right. There you go. The state of my Ev continues to evolve. Our newest hero complicated. It turns out in many ways. Uh, let's talk about Jim Rayner. Literally our notes say Jimmy time right here, which, you know, that used to be something else when I was in college, but anyway, just kidding. I made that. <laughs> now up. it's time you spend with your bidet. Yeah, exactly. And it's bidet time. <laughs> Uh, Jim Rayner getting something done? What's happening? Who knows about this? What's going on with Jim Rayner? Uh, well, in doing research for this week's show notes, uh, so looking stuff up mainly on Reddit and also the Battle.net forums mm. for HOTS, yeah. um, seems like a popular topic of conversation. Yet again, I don't think this is this is like mind-shattering by any stretch, is that Rayner's trait sucks! <laughs> Uh, I, I, mean, I should have the exact tooltip up, but let me find him here. But basically, this big deal is that he has extra attack range than most heroes and extra sight range than most heroes. But that's no longer true. Uh, a lot <laughs> yeah, of I think heroes the tooltip uh, might have said all heroes at one point. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Well, so on the site, uh, Rainer's basic attack range is one further than most other ranged heroes, and his vision radius is one further as well. Now, even if it says most, so even if it's not true most of the time, it's still pretty unspecial. <laughs> if, 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 you, if there was a picture of the antonym of special in the dictionary, it would be Rainer's trait. His trait is being mediocre. So, um, you know, and you know what? Rainer's a cool character. I was inspired to do an intro because Rainer's awesome. I journeyed with him through StarCraft and StarCraft 2 and... I like his style, and, and I think a lot. I think you see a lot of comments like he's the noob hero. It's to be expected. A, a new player needs to wrap his head around something with basic mechanics. But I think we can do a little better than that because, uh, for example, you this could be a trade on Hanzo. Rather than giving Hanzo a jump, you could say he has a big attack range because he's got a bow and arrow. But they don't even bother to make it a trade or a talent because it's so not worth noting anywhere in his kit. It's just. It's just there. If you open up your character panel, you'll see that's his attack range. It's long. Right. So um, he needs he needs something. He yeah. ne- give him a jukebox. Make this a jukebox and just have it play music and voice lines, and it would be. It still wouldn't be great. Lucio wouldn't. Game, Lucio would be, be like, "Ah, awesome. hey, you're taking my ideas. Drop the beat." He'd say, and he'd get all pissed because you took his beatbox idea. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Rainer's the oldest character we got. He's been there since day one. He was our tutorial getting into this game. He's been there since the first alpha I put my hands on. It's time to 
I mean, he's had minor reworks here and there, but nothing major. He needs something. I agree. And maybe, you know, he doesn't have to have two abilities anymore with a talent option later. Give him just dude like everyone else. Give him three. Make him normal. We're, we're all big boys now. We can play Jim Rayner without having to have our hands held. Mm-hmm. I, I think he, I just, he just needs yeah. a new look and a new thing and bring him back into the fold. You know, he deserves and it. Launch, launch with the new skin. So yeah. that we'll buy skins. There you go. See? Done. Although, I don't know. They're probably out of ideas with him. They have so many for him. What I'm surprised they didn't give him a Lunar New Year skin. Yeah, he doesn't have any of those, I don't think. It just looked really funny in like a Lunar New Year skin. I <laughs> wonder if they're afraid to really go too crazy on the color of the armor. Because you would think that you could. And I mean, they have for like the American flag one. Yeah. But there's a part of me that wonders if they're worried if they go too crazy on the armor, people will start mixing up all these marine units. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I have to admit, when I see Tychus and I see Rainer on the same team and they're using default skins, I get confused about which one's which sometimes. Like, I'll be thinking, oh, Tychus is here. This is no problem. He's got Giant Killer. We'll just waltz in here and I'll, oh, no, what am I doing? That's Jim Rainer. Get out of here. Like, it's just a it's just a weird disconnect. So you're probably right. There's probably some of that. Um, That's why when you play Tychus, you bring the speedo skin yeah <laughs> no mistaking them. <laughs> always bring nope, you can't unsee it you will always know he's in yeah it's there it's part of your life you may as well just get used to it um all right well we'll see what they ever do with that a couple of little tiny little things again it's been really quiet this week but some stuff popped up uh the lunar dog it's based on a real pup named stella who owns it who's whose dog is it someone at blizzard I assume? uh they did a little write-up article they showed off stella uh, I don't have it in front of me because I figured we'd just kind of mention it. But yeah, it's someone on the team's pup. Nice. And uh, uh, as we already established, I'm a sucker for dogs. And so finding out that a real dog came in to model the new mount, I was excited. About even it. ones that are going, ah, I like that. <laughs> don't. It's a real person's dog. They love it. All right. Fine. It's fine. Yeah. That dog, that mount freaks me out. I don't, it's not looking right. Uh, Malfurion's getting a better indicator to help with his healing, which is no longer uh, as cool as it used to be. I'm, I'm a little bummed on Malfurion right now. I know he's still an okay pick, but... Yeah, but you, you kind of found your groove with him, and then they messed with it. It's, it might be better, it might not be, but it, your groove is off. My groove is yeah. off. It's like Chromie for you when they changed her around, or um, another one for me was uh, was and still is um, uh, Karazim. I just can't I can't, I'm not, I can't find my groove with him anymore like I used to. So oh, it really bums me out to even say that. But it happens. It happens with characters. Also mentioning, or they mentioned today during uh, the brawl that Maev might be, or get a clearer indicator for her W. Um, yeah, so that's the, where you activate it and then the next enemy you hit, she'll do a cleave and then it applies the tethers yeah. to the enemies. Right now, if you hit W, her blade glows a little bit, which I didn't even realize. Um, so they're going to talk about maybe adding something to make it a little clearer that you're going to be about to activate that. I wouldn't mind getting just a line radius, like what Lucio gets for his area, showing where the healing is, showing what the area is that that will apply when you hit. Because that's one of the things that's harder to judge is, well, are they in range to get a tether or not if I hit this enemy? Right. So right. that's personally what I would like to see. I wouldn't mind seeing that either. More indicators, more visual help. That's always good. And there were some patches today for some small bugs, but nothing major. So there you go. All right. We're going to do something kind of fun here. Do I have a, I may have a clip of this. 
Actually, I may use this old one. <laughs> no, we're not playing Next Jeopardy. Uh, we are going to talk about a hero that has recently seen a bunch of play and love from John. And it has been really fun to play on teams where John is playing as Stitches. And it's been a while since we've talked about a particular character and, and taken a deep, deeper dive into what they're good at, why you'd want to play them, what their role is in a team, and so on, and kind of what their state of play is uh, at this stage of the game. And he's old hat. He's been around for a long time. And I feel like it's been on and off with him. But lately I see him in almost every game I play. Somebody's trying to snag me with hooks or I'm playing with John and he's kicking A with him. So, John, let's talk about uh, the big, fat, disgusting, stitched together, gross, probably smelly bag of meat that is Stitches and whether or not the rest of us should listen to you and play him more. Is there any more Valentine's Day appropriate hero stitches? I dare you to find me one. Nothing uh, says spreading love and romance to the Nexus like stitches. Yeah. And smelling uh, smelling nice, perfume, that sort of stuff, sure. Yeah, he he just he reeks of all the things that this holiday is about and uh he's a, he's a beautiful beautiful multiple people. Um <laughs> But I wanted to talk about Stitches a little bit because, uh, hey, we thought, you know, it's fun to sometimes go back and break down characters a little bit and talk about some. We're not really going to do like a build guide or anything like that, but just kind of talk about what it is that makes us play these characters. And Stitches right now is one of, I'd say, three uh, primary tanks that I'm playing most of the time in my games. And... I kind of fell into it. And what happened with me getting back into stitches was I noticed at one point in the rotation, we had a lot of point control maps and I just thought, well, I want a character that I know can just stand there and hold a point and be difficult to get around to be difficult to move out of the way and be difficult to kill. And stitches can facilitate all of those. He has very good self heal. Uh, he has a lot of hit points he actually was redesigned at one point to be a bit of a mage buster, so he actually has decent magical armor that you can put on him if need be. Um, and with the hook, assuming you're landing them, he can be very good at countering people that are troublesome in the back line. Uh, for his ultimate, with pu I typically like Putrid Bile, but Kyle has sold me over time <laughs> on the idea of gorge to remove very powerful ultimates from dive characters and things like that uh and i've gotten into that too uh so he's kind of become my de facto tank when what i want to do is heavy heavy zone control and just sort of plant my feet and say okay come at me let's see what you got How, how's um, your hook these days are you hooking at a good rate I am such a good hooker. I am <laughs> the best hooker. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it. It's fine. It's definitely still a skill shot. It's something you have to get used to. Um, but I would say the the moment that nailing hooks and actually it applies to a lot of skill shots clicked for me is when I stopped trying to think about. And this sounds so obvious, but it was just one of those things. Uh, I started looking at where can people go right now? You know, the best and easiest example I can give is if somebody's running through their gate, you know they're running through their gate. They can't run through the walls. They can't run through the towers. You know they're going to go through the gate. 
So look for places like that in any map, because then you can make the assumption, okay, I know they're going to have to be here. I know that when they're running away, they have to go this direction. And once you start thinking about it that way, it becomes much easier skill shots do you um, do you feel do you feel like his um how do i put this like his sustain is good and, and and are there ways to talent him to be i don't know i mean we're not looking for murder and level of regeneration but can he get to a place where you feel like you're not so dependent on on healers the reason i bring this up just to give you context is when i'm healing you with him or with uh, any character i feel like i'm really not giving you a whole lot like it's it's a bit like healing Cho'Gal. You just see tiny, tiny little sliver of life return with any kind of heal, burst, or otherwise. Um, and outside of bringing in somebody like, I don't know, Rhaegar, who can you know, bring you to full with his ultimate, it's, uh, it seems like he's just a little harder to do much with a healer. Have you felt that? Or, or am I up in the night? Is it, you know, like what, what's that whole world like when it comes to sustain for him? Uh, no, you're not crazy, because he does have a lot of hit points uh, to heal through. The good news is he can take care of a lot of it on his own with uh, Essence Devour, um, where he just eats something and gets a ton of health back. Uh, but he also has a lot of talents that can help with it. Uh, chew your food at level 1, give him 10% of his max health over 3 seconds. So that's pretty substantial self-healing at level four you can also take amplified healing uh which increases all healing effects by 30 percent um and you can also increase his passive health regeneration with things like savor the flavor uh where every time you use that e ability on a hero you get better health regen so he kind of becomes a character where you have to rely on yourself to some degree and not expect as much from your healer. But that's, that's also part of the reason why I like him is that also frees up the healer to focus on other things from time to time. Bo, how are you with, um, with stitches? You, know, you don't see what I find incredible. Yeah. I didn't realize that his E was called essence devourer. I know <laughs> all the other I ability names like hook, <laughs> slam, future bile, gorge, uh, vile gas. And I'm like, oh, his E has like a fancy name, yeah. <laughs> like essence devour. <laughs> like it's biting. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, just it's a surprising. <laughs> it's a little surprising. Um, I don't know what that was what it was called either. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess I just don't see you play him as much as I see uh, John play him. I've never played um, him. He's my stitches was there. a staple for me in Hero League for a long time. Um, I think. I think uh, a good, there's a there's a wide chasm between a good stitches and a bad stitches, and he's a good character for you to practice difficult skill shots with because that hook is slow. Mm-hmm. Like if you think of the X Y Z X Y coordinates of where you want to land your hook, a lot of these tricky heroes have moved, so you can't aim at where they are, but where you're gonna guess they're gonna be. Like John said, that it's like find chokes, find points where their ability to shift is lessened, but ultimately it comes down to guessing where they're going to be. Right. But he's a, he's a big staple. You want to play him with a lot of non-divers like backliney people and just, you isolate by hooking them. So if you can't hook very well, then this, the, your team fight's also not going to go well, or maybe you do, but the enemy team's just proving to be too difficult to hook and it can go bad. Right. But um, he is like, 
he's nigh unkill. Like you can't just walk into the enemy team with any hero, but he's kind of nigh unkillable in a lot of cases because of his sustain. And he's pretty good. Like I found him to be super good on Tomb of the Spider Queen. That's a good map for him because the lanes are close together. And he, the best feeling in the world is hooking someone from the dark. Oh yeah. Or from a lane into your lane right. and just isolate them completely and, and make them lose all hope of despair. Stitches is a good hero to make players. If you like making players on the other team feel bad, <laughs> Stitches is a good one if you can get hooks. Like he, you, you know, when someone gets hooked with that extra long fishing hook and they know they're screwed, that they just, they're just mad. And when it happens to you, you're pretty mad, too. <laughs> which is why I also recommend getting good at anticipating and dodging them. What's his biggest uh, weakness? What is his, what's the thing players should either remember with him every time? Does he, can he escape well? Can he, you know, what's his, he, what's his problem? He can't protect his team that well. He's, is because he has the hook isolation, his kit, um, he can, you know, if you do take putrid bile, he can slow down the enemy team, but mostly, if a team is really effective or really wants to get at your backline, apart from running your trying to body do some body blocks, I don't think he's very good at protecting backline all that much. Mm. Um, no. Not to say that he has zero options, but if a team's really just willful about engaging on us, then a lot of my value is is trumped um, when I play stitches as a solo tank. Mm. It's less of an issue with if you if he's a second warrior. Because then you've probably got a formidable, sustainy, beefy team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you agree, John? I think, with that? Uh, yeah, I I totally agree. The amount of times where you get in that zone of somebody gets past you and you have to turn around and look at your team and think, "Oh no, they're all the way back there. What do I do?" Yeah. Um, because he's slow. He's very, very slow. And if you don't have the hook, um, and somebody gets past you and your team's far away, running the opposite direction. Really, all you can do is just kind of go, "Bye, guys. I, I'm sorry this happened to you." <laughs> Even um, if, if if a Genji, if a Genji Nova gets back there, you can only hook one of them too. You know, yeah. like it's you're limited on how well, much disruption you can cause. Could maybe do two if you get very lucky and talented for it. Do, yeah. Do but... you? Do you? Is that why you probably went with that other ultimate for a long time? Because you that's at least one way to slow everybody down if you need to get out of there. So the way I would divide the ultimates is Gorge is really good for the isolate kill. Um, And also, like I said earlier, it's good for, you know, if you're going up against a Malthiel and he's going to activate his ult, you eat him, no problem. He's going to spend his ult in your belly. Uh, You know, if if characters are going to dive in and cause a lot, like one character is going to dive in and cause a lot of problems, eating him can take him out of the battlefield and, and remove that. However, I really like Putrid Bile for teams that want to dive in because you basically create a zone where they don't want to be. And you give them the choice of staying in and taking a lot of damage um, and being slowed and being in a rough spot or getting out. And that's a good decision to force them to have to make. Uh, So I do really like Putrid Bile a lot. There's nothing that feels better than being on like uh, Towers of Doom and just pooing all around the altar yeah. just create a whole little zone of poo where people just have to dive into if they want to touch that altar uh, but i actually think talent diversity is one of his strongest aspects i don't think there's another hero in this game 
that I'm more likely to change up builds game to game than stitches. Oh, interesting. His level one talents, I like multiples of. His level fours, I like multiples of. His ults both have different uses. Um, I just read on Reddit uh, this week, somebody was saying, hey, guys, you may want to start considering Fleabag at 13, uh, which is whenever Stitches gets stunned or rooted, his basic ability cooldowns are reduced by six seconds. That's pretty substantial, but it turns out there are characters that will trigger this multiple times. For example, if Garrosh throws Stitches, it triggers it twice. You get an instant 12-second cooldown on all of his abilities at that point. Wow. So even abilities that aren't quite as often picked like Fleabag against the right team comp have really good uh, opportunities. And you feel like you've got a pretty good sense for matching comp and knowing what's going to benefit the team and choosing accordingly? No, but I'm getting better at it. <laughs> All right. That's a that's a modest thing to say. I think you're really good with stitches, and, I lo- and when you pick him, I get excited because some weird stuff goes down. Like hooking a dude, bringing him back behind our wall. Everyone out there listening has seen this before. It's amazing. It's satisfying as hell, and it really pisses off the other team. So stitches, a threat still a threat uh well good <clears throat> any other thoughts on uh, everyone's favorite disgusting stitched together piece of garbage man <laughs> we're we're good all right stitches. no we're good we're good all right well done stitches you've done it again hey did anyone play that mario kart brawl thing because i didn't touch it i did i didn't play it oh, i'm pissed that i missed it because i just wanted to at least see it i'm sure we can talk kyle and kristen into doing at least around tonight is it still on i didn't know if it was still yeah on. okay i played it today it's fun okay it's it's like earth it's mostly harmless it, <laughs> okay. you know i won't say that it's the most fun thing i ever had in my life but i had a good time while i was playing it and it was a fun little distraction it's not going to make you any better at anything in this game but it's a fun little aside, and I thought it was neat that they built Mario Kart in Heroes. Okay, that's probably the most impressive. I I agree. After today's show, uh, we will we will experiment a little bit, do maybe a warm up match in there with Kyle and Kristen, just to kind of get our our blood pumping. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't gonna do this, but my wife bought uh those little you know those warmer things that you can break and then they're hot all of a sudden. Uh-huh. A lot yeah. of a lot of esports people get those, and like yeah. between games, will like crunch them and then kind of rub them in their hands and stuff. I was thinking about doing that tonight, so it looked like I was way cooler than I am, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I like the idea that you're doing it not because you thing like that. Like, yeah, I look like esports Johnson. Yeah, esports Johnson. Just, I'll be so cool. E Johnson. Um, she just bought them for winter, but <laughs> I was thinking, hey, I have an alternate use for these, honey. Let me have these. Has nothing to do with the bidet, which sounds like it's done. They're all done tinkering up there. I don't hear any more banging. That's also the wrong word to use. All right, hey, we've done all we can here. Let's uh, let's dive into this. We have an email from a listener. Uh, their name is Peter or Han, is how he goes on the in the game. Says, love the show. Please keep up the good work. Wondering what you thought uh, about initially introducing performance metrics as a performance reporting system that we as players can use to understand how we stack up against the players of that same hero. So here's a brief example. He uses WoW as an example. I play a Holy Pally in a casual raiding team in Legion. 
and it was great fun and educational to load up my tune on Warcraft logs afterwards and see how I compare it to other holy paladins at or near the same level that I'm at, item level that he's at. For example, my best performance against Chromo Anomaly was rated at 84%, not too shabby, pats himself on the back. Wouldn't it be great to play a few games with a hero, then dive into these reports and see how you compare to other players with this hero? Maybe you're 80th percentile with your Q and only 25 with your W ability. Get to work on that W improvement and so on. It seems like a win-win to me. Blizzard's win is they can analyze all of this harmless uh, for reporting purposes only data uh, to ensure that performance ranking, uh, sorry, performance ranking you receives a line, what, receive a line, whatever. Yeah, I think he just means make sure the system's working. He says the player win is we can see which heroes we are better with, obviously, and which aspects of any hero we find uh, find that we want to try and improve. We can, uh, says, and just imagine the HTC casting with all these stats at their disposal. Uh, here's his example, quote, Tommy Tychus stutter stepped at rank, is ranked 99.85% across all players and all servers. What a player, unquote. That was a good, that was a good little caster moment I had. I like Tommy Tychus. Tommy yeah, Tychus. I mean, it's good. Uh, you're, you're casting stars on the rise with that one, Scott. <laughs> Thank you. So. Uh, I'm all for this. Now, the game already does this a little bit, but it's not enough. What they do right now is the end of the match. I don't know when they introduced this, 2.0 maybe, but that little window down at the bottom, it says, hey, for other people playing that same character, you were alive more often, and it was 75% better than other people this month or whatever. You get little blips of that data. They That's the data I would like to see them blow out, and I'm all for this. Basically, what I'm saying is I agree 100% with Peter. I think that'd be awesome. May I mean, in happen, principle, but... that's kind of what we're getting with the performance-based adjustments. We just don't see it, though. Kind of, right? But we don't see it. Yeah. And that's that's the that's been the the long-standing. Uh, we're working on an API, and then it's well, there's no plans for an API anytime soon. Right. Um, which was a lot of disappointment about that. Sort of this year, it came to light that there wouldn't be one, which. Um, I mean, to answer uh, Peter Han uh, email, yes, I mean, any information that you could use in this manner would definitely be helpful for people. Sounds like they're trying to use this type of thing for the adjustments, so there's something in the game for that, uh, but yes, you don't get to see it. Um, weird thought about this is that like, the game's been out for a while. Why wouldn't they work on an API? Is it it just seems like a resource issue. I mean, they haven't explained why. The popular guess is like it's a resourcing issue, right? Like, yeah, like you just look at this and be like, oh, they promised a feature that's kind of not critical to operate the game. So they're winding down the game. But at the same time, we talked about today on the show that they're selling lots of new products. They're hyped about the game. People are spending money on it. I know I am. Uh, so that doesn't line up either. Yeah. So my thinking lately has been, what if the game, and it's almost, we're coming to the close of the show, and this is an interesting topic, maybe for another day, but what if there are larger shifts in the game uh, coming in the future? And Gosh, you're saying when, exactly what I was going to say. When, when the API, uh, releasing an API kind of settles, you know, we're building infrastructure on a game in its current state that we don't want to invest in because the game's going to evolve. Yeah. Therefore, why would we build an API until we feel settled on this? Because make no mistake, Heroes is in it, it's painful to say this. I do a show about my favorite game, 
third best, maybe fourth best if you throw in Vainglory in its genre. Definitely not, you know, best in class from a from a from a developer house who's used to having their games, even though they don't make necessarily decisions about this, be best in class. Hearthstone, best in class video game, TCG. Yeah. Overwatch, pretty much a best in class shooter or neck and neck if you're a Call of Duty fan or whatever. Warcraft, still best in class in the MMO business. I mean, who, what game, what developer wouldn't want the success that that game has even now? Sure. Um, Heroes, definitely not, no, not best in class from an, if I'm just being honest about how other people view the game. And Blizzard's not a company that I've noticed, you know, will sit back and if they're interested in the game and this game is being invested in, to leave something in its current state. So if there's an API, that kind of settles it. That's what I think. So that the reason why you don't have stuff like this, Peter, is maybe because that game is not settled mm. and it's not time to publish stuff like that. Could be. Yeah. You guys have any thoughts? Oh, just put on the biggest tinfoil hat and it's exactly the same tinfoil hat. I got tinfoil hat, tinfoil shoes. I got tinfoil mittens. I was about to say there's no reason to not put out an api unless for some reason the entire back end and structure is going to change now i don't that could mean that just at a base level there's going to be dramatic shifts but it could mean something much more dramatic we seem to be beating around the bush saying maybe a completely different engine that i don't know about engine i just think it could be though i would say that if you want if you want to know my opinion on the biggest thing holding Heroes of the Storm back, it's the engine. It's that it's on the StarCraft II engine. That's the biggest. That's the biggest limiter on this game. Right? Well, and yeah. I, don't, it, I don't know that for sure. Is it, it though? My perspective, yes, because if you want to know what I think the game needs to be better, I would say that the thing that the reason that it is the way it is is typically the engine. Why does it take so long to reconnect to a game? StarCraft 2 engine. Yeah. Why, Why can't we pain? do yeah. in-game broadcasting and all of that? It's the StarCraft 2 engine. Like, a lot of the features that I wish we had are, you know, they're, they're clipped by the fact that it's an older engine. And mm-hmm. that's just the way mm-hmm. it is. That doesn't mean they're going to change it. That's a big, expensive, major change to do. But that is a potential reason why you don't put out an API. I, I, I guess what what I'm thinking is that like I don't think you're wrong and I don't disagree, but also I get where I was coming from was more the game, the the like the mechanics itself. Like I think all that's probably true too. I'm just thinking, what does a heroes match look like? And I think that I think that could change. Yeah, you're right. That could be a very different thing I, a year from now or two years from now. Hanamura pulled. We've got Volskaya. What's what's next in the map pool? We don't hear a lot on the map front. I mean, we're not used to getting tons of maps all the time, but it's not exactly an embarrassment of riches compared to our hero release schedule. Yeah. So I kind of wonder if we're just getting enough of a drip feed, almost Diablo 3 style with the little content updates that come out, you know, like the little, we added an extra zone and that's a big item, but it's it's really just a small piece of content. Like I've logged in the first few times where they're like, there's a new zone to explore and it's fantastic, but it's, five minutes of i'm just saying like i think the map the map is on a drip feed and i yeah. think that has something to do with a could be a fundamental shift in their approach to the game it but could be that's tinfoil hat that's just 
It's yeah, entirely possible. Sure. Yeah. We've talked about it before where I've said, do they regret having many maps and not just one battleground they could really finely tune? Or do they regret the idea that they had to have very explicit support characters rather than just, you know, limit it the way other uh, MOBAs do? There's like all kinds of questions like that. I'm not saying they do or don't. I I, I always kind of had the feeling that this this of all their games, this is the one that may be the most work in progress. In, in other words, yeah. like they could make big shifts and they could be small shifts, but shifts nonetheless. They've already made a lot of them. Like out of the gate, there were many shifts, but I could see them. I could see that being not that far off from the mark. I don't think it's any kind of weird conspiracy. I think it's. I think that's probably a. You know, I'm sure that not all cards are on the table. To use a metaphor, I think they're probably. Yeah. You know, they probably are reserving all sorts of options, and I know they saved a ton of money and time cramming this into the the uh, StarCraft 2 engine. They've said as much. Um and I think John's right about that also. There's some there's a piece of this to that. It's limiting them in some ways, maybe not in just general gameplay senses, but in terms of, you know, what we can get out of it you know, outside of the play-by-play minute to minute sort of gameplay, but just, you know, there's more they want to do. I'm sure of that. And what they've bled out of the S the StarCraft 2 engine is amazing. Like they've yeah. really taken it to a new level. It's incredible. But imagine if they had started with a fresh engine. We probably wouldn't be out of beta yet, though. At this stage, right. no, there'd be no, no core. Right. There'd be no core show. And some of this is informed too. Like uh, how many? We haven't really brought it up on the show, but like, um, I mean, we've talked about it maybe. But like, gigantic—that's a MOBA that closed down, right? Yep. Paragon's closing down. Yeah. Yep. Paladins is turning into a PUBG clone. Um, a lot of people are pulling out you know like because it's you know the audiences i guess for them aren't there i don't foresee that happening with a blizzard game but like when i think about it in the context of the moba genre if this wasn't blizzard heroes would be pulling out probably it would or you know be on its way to be being pulled out i think it rides a lot on the success of all of its other ips not to say that it's not a good game in its own right but you know a lot of people like Blizzard games. They play Warcraft five days a week. Day six, they log into Heroes with their friends and play. But Heroes, yeah, you're, you're busy. You're looking at it from a bit. This is a business thing, like with the business yeah. question, because we don't know the answer to how much money does it make. Doesn't make enough money, doesn't it? All we indicators that. that they're fully back it, but we don't know. And because we don't know that, any other company would probably say, "Yeah, we're not. We should get out of this. The MOBA thing's too concrete at this point. We should, let's try something else." Fortnite did that they're like well we could keep yeah. pushing this weird tower defense idea uh, but that's play- played out in a way that people aren't really clamoring for that anymore that's not really the hot thing anymore oh guess what is 100 dudes in the same battleground and, da- and the only guy that survives wins the chicken dinner idea let's do that so I, they could make a pivot like that but I don't know what that is for this game and you now know. you say Fortnite and it means something different than it meant yeah, you know, a year or two ago, it it just means something completely different, and that could happen with heroes. It could go into an entirely new genre. It could be something else entirely. It could just eventually one day take off in the way that I I definitely feel like it deserves. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like you look, and we've talked about this. You look at the things that League of Legends and Dota are doing to their game. Dota just announced, hey, guys, we want to do monthly updates to our game, like as a big revolutionary feature, like, hey, what if we did 
updates on a monthly basis. Like, <laughs> okay, we've been living with that forever. Like these big games, the big two are actually making decisions and chasing things that heroes has already been doing. Yeah. Yeah. The difference is they have the audience that's now adapting to it instead of trying to build the audience with it. Yeah. It's yeah. a, it's a real weird deal. The whole thing is, I, I don't know how this all pans out, but there are par- parts of me wonder sometimes if, you know, blizzard, I've tried to put myself in their heads and maybe they, as much as they enjoy the MOBA concept. So they built a game around the mo- the core MOBA concepts, which is laning and towers and blah, 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 all that stuff. But then they added all their own twists on it. Do they regret adhering so much to the template? Could this have been a very different kind of brawler slash arena fighter thing that didn't so much rely on, oh, everyone knows laning and stuff. This is a great entry point in. Like, that was a risk they took. And maybe that was the wrong risk. I don't know. Um, But maybe not. Like, at the end of the day, I've played all those MOBAs, and I don't like any of them but this one. I got an idea. So don't go away is what i'm saying <laughs> What's 100 your heroes are dropped onto a battleground got no it. <laughs> got it okay wait hold on i want to hear that we're gonna we're gonna allow this judge says we're gonna allow this go ahead we got an objection from uh, from uh, the magistrate over there but we're gonna let this go keep going you, i object you level up <laughs> independently by fighting uh for survival against wilderness uh npcs okay of some kind uh little creeps and stronger monsters to level up yeah and you have to fight other uh heroes that you run across and the last one alive is the winner and they win some form of chicken dinner okay so here's <laughs> the number one problem goes back to your engine issue i don't think starcraft don't 2 think engine it can handle could, it no it can't handle that many quote-unquote units that are being yeah. controlled by players at one given they won't time. even make it to the game it'll be the waiting room where everyone all the rainers are shooting you <laughs> i mean I, i'm 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 nearly convinced that they end up doing something like this but probably in a more controlled way maybe it's more like the 50 versus 50 idea that a lot of people are adopting but something in overwatch i think is coming i think it has to because at some point they're going to get left behind again in a genre war and I know it's not Blizzard's way to just constantly try to keep up with the Joneses, but I don't know, man. It's hard to ignore that stuff. They could these days. All, they could you could drop you in vanilla in Overwatch and just make all the power ups that you like the abilities from the characters as pickups. Yeah, yeah, they like, totally. I, could. I found I found a hook, or I found a whatever chain gun, or you know, yeah, improve your weapons, whatever. But even if it was just a hundred junk rats enter, one one leaves. There's something about that I like. <laughs> They There's something just do fun it about in that. WoW. WoW yeah. can support a hundred people in one area. Yeah. Oh my god, that's yeah. true. That's, that's a great idea. Why isn't that happening? Why isn't that a thing? I mean, they have, they do have like a, you know, the the fight, the big what's that one called, uh, the Dark Shore one or whatever it is, where yeah, everybody gets Dark in and Shore fights. Versus Terran Mill. Yeah, why not just do a giant arena of uh, space for a hundred and only one, and then when you die, just get out and start another one. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's the kit. That's the kicker here is there's always someone in there to play, and I just noticed yesterday. Like who would have thunk this two years ago if you had said this out of laughed in your face? But PUBG was behind Fortnite in viewers on Twitch. Now yep. part of that's because they've got PS4 and you know they're kind of more everywhere. It's also and they're free. And they're free. Free makes a huge difference. Um, but clearly there's a genre staring us in the face that is not going to go away very quick, and every game out there is going to do something like this and new games are going to come like this i don't want blizzard to get left behind again 
And I'm not even saying that that is, is a hero's problem. Just saying in general, like notice a thing and get on it. And in a lot of ways, wow, was that sure EverQuest came before, but they knew they could out EverQuest EverQuest, but wow being relaunched in 2009 or 10, that would have been too late. You know what I mean? So timing's important. Anyway, who knows? I don't know what the future holds for all of our favorite uh, MOBAs, but uh, I just want them to keep making it because I love heroes and I don't like other MOBAs. They can all bite me in the in the chode. <laughs> I, try, I tried them and it's no offense. I just don't like them. I tried them. They make me feel like I don't want to play them. The closest no, I this got... Is, this is the game to play. Yeah, the closest sure. I got was Arena Valor because it's mobile, but that's the only reason. It's just convenient and I got a 10-minute 10, 10 match in bed. You can you can play a match of that, squirt some water up your butt, call it a night. That's just warm, soothing. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good evening, right? <laughs> bidet glory. <laughs> what I wonder is how are they testing it up there? You know what I mean? Like the, the guy bidet? who just put it in. Yeah. Do you think he was like, "All right, let's give this a whirl, everybody out"? Like, <laughs> like what do you do? <laughs> I don't know. Just the thinking, you know, thinking about what that I might mean, be. Don't they calibrate it? Oh, I have no idea. But I have no idea. Like no you idea. use a mannequin with targets on it so that <laughs> you adjust the sprout or the the spouts to. Oh, that's missing the yeah. uh, the target there. What's you the know? penetration level on yeah. this bidet? You know, you need uh, five. That's target. too intense. Yeah. That's too intense. You need a bidet dummy or something that'll sit there and you can test all <laughs> I mean, all that's the probably pressure. how the engineers make it, right? They've got to, like, well, run simulations in their, simu in their bidet simulators. Yeah, they don't have, hey, Bill, drop them and get over here. We'll get on this thing. Hope you had a fresh poo <laughs> recently because... Yeah, we you need don't to want to hear it. about a bidet recall. Like that's yeah. not good. No. No Before they can build an API that. for the bidets, <laughs> they have to make sure that the, they're properly designed. I'm with Bo. I want to know the stats they track, like water temperature, penetration level. <laughs> Why? There's no penetration for a bidet. That's it. Look, I agree. There shouldn't be. be but what if there was? That's not a good bidet. That's why you test. Yeah. Listen, if you have a bad bidet, you're going to have a really bad bidet, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I think I nominate that for show title. A bad bidet. A bad bidet. All right. You got it. Uh, we'll see. Time will tell. Uh, I'll let everybody know probably tomorrow on TMS how it went. But uh, uh, that's going to do it for the show. That's it. Oh, send your emails. By the way, thank you, Peter, for that. Core at heroesforyou.com. That's our email address. Our website is heroesforyou.com. I may have put some food in my mouth just now. I don't know why I did that. I couldn't tell. There was no way to know. I was, I'm was. i starving, and I couldn't. And I thought, oh, it's a good time to sneak one in. No. Now I have to talk. This is great. Anyway, hey, support us. If you like hearing me eat. Uh, actually, I usually don't. So don't don't support us for this. But anyway, patreon.com slash core show. That's patreon.com slash core show. Great way to support the show. It will be our lifeblood. Thank you guys so much for doing it. Uh, if you like what we're doing, that's the place to support us. Heroesforyou.com is our website. You can find us on Twitter. John Jagger uh, is at John underscore Jagger. You can find me at Scott Johnson, Bo Schwartz, at Bo Schwartz, and Core Heroes for the show. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Bo, for John. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this 
at frogpants.com. I don't Scott, know. do you like everybody doing poems today? Um, do I like it? <laughs> do you hate life? Um, I don't. It, I I don't have any d- direct disdain for it. It's fine. It's you know, talk like a pirate day. I've even come around on a little bit because I kind of you know, I like, like talking like a pirate. I kind of like it. I kind of enjoy it. It's yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. It now, just seemed like it might be a may the fourth be with you. Right? Oh, I hate that one. Let me tell you why I hate that one. I don't like that one, not because I don't love Star Wars. I do. Loved it. It's, it's If anything shaped my life in pop culture, it's Star Wars, like everybody else and their dog. Like, it's a really important thing to me. So, no problem with Star Wars. I don't even have a problem with us celebrating Star Wars in ways that are unique and creative. What I don't like is they stuck it on the 4th so that you have to say, may the 4th be with you, which sounds like somebody's got a mouthful of mashed potatoes when they're saying, may the 4th be with you. I hate it. <laughs> That's the only reason I hate it. That's it. It sounds so dumb when people say it. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's based completely on a pun. Yeah, I hate mm-hmm. it. And I like yeah. a good pun, but may the fourth be with you. Sounds like you're trying to make fun of somebody who can't talk. They have a speech impediment. I hate it. So there you go. Merry December, miss. <laughs> well done. Hey, that's the other one. It's yeah. that one, then that one. Those two. Looking forward to that Happy one. Happy October, October Ween. Oh, October Ween. <laughs> now October Ween's a holiday I would celebrate. Oh, I would play. I would celebrate I guess October Ween. There Ween is Oktoberfest. I should know about that one. Yeah, but there's no yeah. Ween in it. You got to get some Ween in no, there. No, there is yeah. Ween in October. Oh, there's October. Let me tell you about the ample Ween that is in Oktoberfest. <laughs> Plenty of Ween. Creamy peen. All right, let's do a show. What do you guys say? I think we should do a show. Um, we pretty much have everything here, don't we? It's going to be a nice little, uh, little contained did you see little the effort. new intro? I did. I got that in here. Uh, I haven't heard it yet because I like to be surprised along with everybody else. A little longer than usual and maybe not justified, but whatever. It's fine. Hey, so, I don't care. I'm up for... It's justified in that Bo likes Rainer. I am down, <laughs> I am down for whatever. I think well, we all like Rainer here. That's why I thought it'd be okay. Oh, Jim Rainer's that, great. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's a good point Blake shot in your face if you screw with him kind of guy i like him and he him. likes a good drink and he likes his jukebox yeah jukebox all right well let's uh let's do it shall we shall we do it we should do it shall we dance, shall uh, we, dance? we should may I the fourth so. be with you and your did we know, oh. did you guys know that heroes of the dorm was starting today like no. right now no. the exact same time as us no I didn't oh know <laughs> but it is is it really we should have re- reached out to them before they launched heroes of the dorm we're still on our viewers yeah we <laughs> <laughs> uh, really hey are we on the launch today uh, no Bo let me let, let me surprise you with a, yeah. a actual answer this time no because Heroes of the Dorm is going on yeah so we are and that's a Twitch again it's not some Facebook thing so they're already uh, here we may get some of this that, slag from that it'll be fine you know some wanderer their PR team's on top of it we forgot to tell them but they acted accordingly and got them up on the launcher it's good yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, how'd we I'll let them know ahead? Show now, sorry. I'm sure if we'd let them know ahead, they would have moved <laughs> Heroes of the Dorm around for us. <laughs> yeah, this, this was planned back before we were on Wednesday. They were really sad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 